Welcome into the His and Hers podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 30th. A little twofer for the people. Two division previews. This one about the NFC West, which has none other than the defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, the conference finalists, San Francisco 49ers, the ever-entertaining Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray, Kingsbury, and lastly, the new regime in Seattle, Seahawks, and everything that they have moving forward. A very interesting division, very competitive division, and compelling for a number of reasons we're going to get into it today. Again, NFC West preview starts right now. Why don't you catch us up with where the NFC West left us last year? Yeah, obviously we've got the Los Angeles Rams ending the season at 12 and 5, winning the division and going on to win the Super Bowl against the Bengals. Um, fun fact about the AF the NFC West is that they're actually one of the few divisions that you can find all four teams having won the division in the past 10 years. Um, Los Angeles Rams have taken it three times. Seattle Seahawks have taken it four. Um, the San Francisco 49ers have gotten it three times. And the Arizona Cardinals slid in there one time to get it in 2015. Um, so overall, been a pretty... Walmart Larry Fitz right there. That was yeah. Good exactly. So um, a good even split for the most part. Um, definitely leaning more towards the Seahawks and the Rams as of late. Um so, Zach, who do you have winning this division this year? The 12th man, Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith. No, <laughs> I was going to say, that, that is the hottest take I have oh, ever heard. Can you imagine staking your future and claiming <laughs> Geno Smith? Um, it's going to be kind of boring. Uh, kind of, you know, I wanted to fire off some fire hot take. I, I could be very compelled to pick the San Francisco 49ers. I think there's a strong case for them obviously, but I got to run it back with the Rams. I think, as they said in the parade, run it back. Uh, I think Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford coming back for that second year together, obviously brought a lot of success. They almost ran away with the division last year. They fought a midseason slump. You know, they lost Andrew Whitworth, Von Miller that they had gained in a trade. Robert Woods left to the Titans but they just restocked. They got Allen Robinson from the Bears. They made a few good draft picks for offensive linemen. And I just believe McVay isn't a loser. Like the guy just, ever since he's became the head coach, he just knows what he's doing. He gets the most out of his guys. They believe in him. They like playing for him. And I've always liked Matthew Stafford. So I just, I think looking at it, there's a lot of unknown with the 49ers just yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo's contract was restructured, so now he's in the quarterback room. I think they're looking – we can get into the Niners in just a moment, but I just think it's a little funky situation. Who knows what you're going to get out of Trey Lance. I think they're very volatile. Trey Lance could pop and be unreal, and they could win a lot of games, or he could be terrible. So I'm just going to go with the proven commodity. I love the Rams. I think they have a high chance to repeat. Um, and Aaron Donald – and Jalen Ramsey on the defense. I don't. What's not to love? I mean, I think that they're going to be as competitive as they were last year. Yeah, agreed. I actually think that I agree with you that I think the Rams are going to take it. Um, I actually think that the Rams are even better this season than they were last year. Um, obviously, Dang. you've got Sean McVay. 
um, was able to, I think, with the addition of Alan Robison replacing Robert Woods, um, pairing him and Cooper Cup uh, with Matthew Stafford, I think that we're going to see some insane plays and insane potential with that combined because I mean Robinson hasn't had a good quarterback his entire time in the in the NFL or in college and so I think and it's going to be an best exciting quarterback time. was Blake Bortles yeah I mean. and that's saying something so I'm excited to see what he's able to do with Matthew Stafford and then having those two threats on either side I think it's going to be so fun to watch um and so I think that we're looking at a team that was better than the one that were on the Super Bowl especially with Aaron Donald I think he's just going to be even better this year I think his output is going to be um, insane from a pressure perspective and the addition of Bobby Wagner. I think that we're going to oh, see Bobby Wagner. Having, yeah. Bobby That's Wagner. The, the team I forgot. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah. Bobby Wagner coming in from Seattle. Obviously the Seattle team has been rough um, for a while. And so I think it's going to be awesome to see Bobby Wagner back at an all pro level with the team that he's coming to. Um, and it's just going to be really exciting to kind of see him bounce back. I totally forgot about that signing. That is one that went in the memory bank and never <laughs> left. I mean, I, I think that's a really good point. I just, I think anytime you get a, a all level, all pro, all uh, pro bowl quarterback in the second year of a system, especially as complex as McVay seemed to be, I just think the next step is going to be just full mastery. Um, and that's kind of a dangerous proposition because of how well him and Cooper Cup play together but him understanding just exactly you know and i think that 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 wide receiver room of cup robinson and van jefferson is of you know top 10 at the very worst uh i think it's very underrated at you know at, at best so uh, i just think there's a lot to like about them and um uh, i just don't know how you don't go back with the team that won the super bowl won the division and brought everything back Minus injuries, there's really no reason to believe that they're going to be any worse and they're than what they were last year was a Super Bowl champion. So do, I don't necessarily – we'll get into who he thinks going to win the Super Bowl. That's a different conversation, but I just think this division shaping up to be theirs for the next little while. Agreed. So fighting for second place, I, would we be in consensus on the first and the second? Like Niners? I I'm split here. This is, this is honestly one that I like, I can't decide. I'm going to have to decide in the moment because I'm going back between the Niners and the Cardinals. Um, Cause I could just see both of them edging out. And so Seahawks. yeah, Seahawks are out of the discussion Their Their floor is so low. They're not even invited into the room. Yeah. Oh, I guess floor <laughs> floor ceiling on the Rams for me, I think is, is pretty, I think it's like 13 and four and 11 and six is kind of, they're ceiling and floor. I mean, yeah, I'm putting them at 14, three and 12 and five. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid. Anyway, continue your point. So what is the difference that you've seen between the, like the Niners and the Cardinals to making a hard choice for you? Yeah. Between the Niners, I think that one, I think that they're going to have a better year than we're kind of projecting. A lot of people might feel like with Trey Lance coming in, I think it's really exciting to kind of see him and Kyle Shanahan. Um, so obviously it kind of relies on the way that Trey Lance um, plays. But the reason that I want that I kind of lean towards the Niners is because I think there's a chance they lead the league in rushing this year. Um, just because with we have Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, Kyle Jazook in there. That's downright the, the strength of that 
like it's, it's concerning in terms of if you're a defense. And so they weren't necessarily the best at running the ball last year, but I think that this um, season with the amount of times that they do run the ball, that it could end up being um, the best rushing team that we see in the NFL this year. And so if they're able to live up to that hype of being that kind of core rushing team, then I think there's a chance that they edge past the Cardinals, but I think it's going to be kind of a back and forth all season. Yeah, I think you made you know a lot of good points in there. The you know Kyle Shanahan is an offensive mastermind. He's not going to you know just very much like he didn't you know he try not to allow Jimmy Garoppolo to lose him games. The very same cases for Trey Lance. Trey Lance, however, happens to be a much better athlete um, than Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think your creativity in the run game is going to skyrocket, but. I just don't think Trey Lance is quite as accurate yet as Jimmy Garoppolo can be. Uh, the highs and lows of Garoppolo are a lot less severe than I think you're going to see with Lance because I think the volatility with Trey Lance is going to be really high. We saw in the preseason he connected, I believe it was 89 yards, or maybe it was 69 yards, with a lengthy touchdown pass down the left sideline against when they were playing Green Bay. I think it was Green Bay. And then, yeah, because Jordan Love also had a touchdown pass that game. But in their last preseason game, it was clunky. He missed a few easy throws that were high and one was low. And you saw some of the inconsistencies. So I think that your volatility with Trey Lance is a little bit high, a little bit worse than Garoppolo. But those highs are going to be a lot higher. You're going to see some wow plays because he is a freak athlete in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think Kyle Shanahan is, you know, if we're going to like if you go back to the Super Bowl and where I think it started to first cre creep in his mind that they needed a little more out of the quarterback position was they faced Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes made those wild plays and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't. He missed the easy stuff that ended up losing them that football game. And I think you have to take risk in the NFL at the quarterback position if you want to take that next step. And I think gives that to you that's why i do believe in them just not this year but i think that down the line they're going to be better for it yeah and the key it's it's interesting though because i mean you look at the cardinal schedule and that's where i think that there is potential that the niners also edge out on the cardinals because the cardinals have a beast opening they are they play chiefs raiders and the rams to start off this oh, and so i think it's very likely that the cardinals start with an zero and three start and as we mentioned um in the last podcast in the afc north recap um having a losing season starting off like oh three in the hole it's just so hard for teams to come back from that because you're just climbing out of a hole no matter you get momentum you win a game and still having those three losses right at the beginning come back to haunt you really bad. And yeah. so I think yeah. that the season is really going to hurt the Cardinals just in the way that it's structured for them. I didn't know that's how they began it. And and I'll be honest, I, I always I think if you're split on quarterbacks, right? Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than what the Niners have right now, obviously with the unproven commodity. But I think the NFL more than any other league in existence coaching carries a lot of weight and if you're telling me i have okay so if i'm uh, quarterbacks are split defenses go to the niners but ultimately the coaching is so outmatched i mean kyle shanahan given all his fourth quarter collapses which i think are starting to become an actual problem at least he's in big games to have collapses 
Kingsbury can't get into November without feeling the pressure of a good season and, and falling apart. I, I've never believed in Kingsbury. I mean, you go back in my tweets back when they first hired him. The dude didn't even win in college with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Wasn't even a five-level, like, 100 coach. So I just – I've never believed in him. I never thought he was the answer. And instead of address, like, giving him, like, some pressure to, to win this year, they extended him and the GM. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, too, because you can feel the unrest with the players. I mean, right, that most of the players aren't fans of Kingsbury, and they might not necessarily see it out loud, but you can tell in the way that they conduct. You can tell when a team has respect for their head coach and when they don't. And I think that especially seeing how Kyle Murray kind of acted this past offseason, that we can kind of know that he doesn't have the full trust and confidence in the leadership over in Arizona. And so that's obviously they don't have the in their season. Yeah, I mean, they, that's the truth. They pay him all that money because they had to. Like, he's a really good quarterback when healthy, but they obviously don't think he's doing the, all the right things if they say you got to have a minimum, was it three hours a week of independent film study? That doesn't even seem like, I mean, at least, they at least put like 20, so everyone's like, wow, they, they require a lot. Three means like, dude, you're not doing any. We just want you to do the bare minimum. Like, yeah. That's what the most insulting part was. Wasn't even like, hey, we want you to do 35 hours of independence. Like, wow, they they're nuts. It's more like three. Is he not is he not even open up his iPad? I mean, that's insane. That's so true. <laughs> so uh I think I think the second I I think playoff team, San Francisco 49ers. Um I I think that the Cardinals have a lot. I like you said, 0-3 start is very likely or at least one and two, and we've talked about how hard that is to climb out of. Um, and I just will give that coaching edit to Kyle Shanahan every time. I think I think the one and two between the Rams and Niners is going to be a lot tighter battle than the two and three. I think I think the I think the Cardinals will be fighting from with the Seattle from being the fourth in the in the division. Yeah. But, I think I can get on board for that prediction as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're we're in a court. We're kind of in agreement with uh, with the NFC West. Yeah, I think that we're probably in accordance with a lot of people. I don't think this is a terribly difficult division to kind of guess at, but yeah, it's true. Um, I want to find the one guy who thinks Seattle is going to tear it up. <laughs> I want to talk to that young man. Or he's or, he's going to be the one saying, "Hey, Browns last year. That's going to be us this year." Oh, geez. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, I think I think that what Seattle's doing is pretty good quarterback draft next year, at least that's what they're saying. Um, Bryce Young, um, you know, Spencer Rattler, if he pops off. There's five or six quarterbacks that are projected to uh, be pretty decent. I just think that they're like, hey, we gave – you know, I, I saw a stat over the last 10 years, the Seattle Seahawks are like the third most winningest franchise. You know, they won a lot of division titles. They won a Super Bowl, got to another, played in a lot of big playoff games. I think the ownership's looking at it like we had Russell Wilson. We knew what we know what it takes to win the Super Bowl, and that's to have that guy on a cheap contract and build pieces around it. So I think they're looking at we got to get a rookie quarterback, get him on that five-year deal, hit the home runs on defense, and uh, try to win a Super Bowl that way again and just kind of repeat. Not that it's easy to do. I mean, that's the hardest thing you can do because, one, you got to get the quarterback right. How often does that happen? And, two, 
you got to build the one of the greatest defenses of all time and have them you know all hit the prime at the right exact time i mean chances are low but i guess that that's what they're trying to do <laughs> yeah well and it's it's funny because i think that uh the seahawks are about to we're about to see probably if not just one of the worst defenses the nfl has ever seen this year from the It'll seahawks um especially it's just sad to think about the seahawks defense that they had several years ago um but definitely going to be bottom five in the league especially with wagner being kind of the last remnant of that seahawks defense that was incredible leaving um i think that it's just going to be really really gross football to watch from the defensive side from the um Seahawks, I mean, last season, their defense um, allowed 37.5 successful offensive plays. They were ranked 27th in the league at that, and they've lost quite a few. Not only did they lose Wagner, they've lost a couple other part players from that group as well. And so I think that this year is just going to be – I think it's going to be less. Obviously, the whole quarterback situation will be interesting, but I think that yeah. – <clears throat> The problem is going to be is that the defense is going to be on the field so much and they're going to be so bad that it's just teams are going to score insane points against them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, anytime you're rolling out drew, well, anytime you're in a press conference, like Pete Carroll was and saying that you think you have two number ones and then your, your one, your second number one goes out against the Cowboys two and three defense and throws three picks. I think that says everything you need to know about the upcoming season. Yeah. Just going to be rough. Um, if you look at Vegas odds, you got uh, obviously um, they're in line with our thinking where we have the, the Rams are, depending where you look, in between 120 to 130 uh, favorites to win. Uh, the Niners are right behind them, anywhere between a 150 to 170. And then the Cardinals sitting at a 360 to 400. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks rounding out at plus 2,500. So not many people are high on what the Seahawks are cooking. I don't think that's a good bet. If you're going to bet on the Seahawks, uh, my Venmo is Zachary Bennett. <laughs> Just give me your money. It will be better used. I have two girls. <laughs> Donate your money to me. Um, One so thing I, I did, I did want to ask you about in terms of uh, this division, there's been talk of potentially Jimmy Garoppolo making his way to Seattle. Um, and we heard the, we heard some of the Niners coaches this week say, if anybody wants a really good quarterback for a really good price, then we're open to discussing it in terms of talking about Jimmy G in the locker room, saying how he was such an incredible asset to the locker room that they weren't going to go with him, but that he's a great QB. So curious on your standpoint, if you think where, if you think Jimmy G's going to end up anywhere besides the Niners this season. If you would ask me this last week, uh, I was under the assumption that he was going to get bought out and then he was just going to stay ready for an injury to a team that feels like they're competitive. Um, I, I never bought the Seattle stuff because I don't think Seattle wants to win football games this year. They're they're doing the Miami Dolphins tanking, but not tanking, you know. Mm. Um, so with the restructure, the Niners never trade Jimmy to Seattle. You know, they would never trade that, you know, a guy like him inside the division. So I truly think that their plan is one to have a shirt. You know, they have a great roster, great defense, um, really great coaching. So they want an insurance in case either Trey Lance get hurt or plays terribly. 
or a big injury to a quarterback that has a team in the hunt or playing really well. Like the, you know, I think, I think the example always goes back to when Teddy Bridgewater just knee blew up on him on a drill and the Vikings panicked and traded a first round pick for Sam Bradford. A fir- like the, the Eagles were going to cut him a week later because they had Wentz on the roster and we traded a first round pick for him. So I think that's what they're hoping up for is, you know, no one wants anyone to get injured, but it's a part of the game. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, in my eyes, like heaven forbid, but a Joe Burrow gets hurt um, or a Tom Brady gets hurt with the Bucks, like these are teams that are primed to win and you have an expiring contract. Now even it's a better contract. 6.5 million is all you'd have to pay. You send a fourth round pick to the Niners if you start five and two and get a quality quarterback in your room i think i think that's what they're hoping for i think honestly i think that's kind of their plan um but i could be wrong only time will tell any mvp i'll give you my uh i'll give you my hot take though i think uh nick bosa defensive player of the year for the sam 60 49ers i think he he's back second year off the acl tear you look at his rookie season unreal last year was really really good but I think he's a year past it. He's a lot healthier. Uh, I think he's going to be defensive player of the year, Joey Bosa. Remember I that. think, remember this, I think that Aaron Donald's going to be defensive player of the year. So That's not even like a hot take. That's just like the dude was swinging two helmets at practice at people. Like he's a freaking like psychopath. I know. Well, sometimes like, you just got sometimes you just got to bet on the thing that makes the most sense. And Aaron Donald is that guy. I think like this that. year, I think this next year, I think that we were so impressed by Aaron Donald last year, but I think we're about to see something that's going to put last year to shame with him. But he was he was thinking about retiring. Don't you think that kind of shuts down like part of his competitive nature? Yeah, but how much how how much is that actual? Oh, I'm going to retire, and how much is that publicity of like, oh, he just won a Super Bowl? Is Aaron Donald going to retire? It's always that conversation. So, yeah, we all we all know that was just a ploy to get more money from the Rams. That 100. Now, the the person I will talk about this later. The person I think could potentially that could have a mental effect on it is Tom Brady because I think his retirement was a little bit more legit, actually going to retire mindset. Oh. So. Different for Aaron Donald. That's all just give me more money or else I'll pretend that I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm about to say, when are we when are we talking about NFC South on Saturday is when that pod will drop? So that that has a lot of conversation to it, that eleven day hiatus, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. But um yeah, I, I got I got Nick Bosa winning defensive player of the year. And not that I think they both will happen, but a sleeper pick is Trey Lance winning MVP if he if he pops because a lot of like if you think historically Aaron Rodgers kind of messed up the last two years but before then it was Aaron uh Patrick Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson second or third year quarterbacks that popped and yep. won a lot of football games were exciting to watch um you know I, let me look up and see what his odds are because yeah because i think lamar jackson i mean sorry i think trey lance can have kind of that lamar jackson season where he's a threat in the run and the pass and he's just so much fun to watch that he ends up becoming mvp just because he's insane with the yards Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is he's uh he's 50 to 1 or 40 to 1 depending on where you look um and where you put your money at but i mean a 100 bucks on plus 5,000, you win um 
believe if I do that math right, I think you win five thousand dollars if you bet a hundred. Yeah, that's what plus five thousand means. I'm a little new to like to betting stuff, so it may take a few times, but that's a great bet to me. I think that's an opportunity where he, uh, you know, you're just taking a calculated risk that the offensive genius, probably top three in offensive minds in football right now, which is crazy that two of the three are in the same division. I don't think we talked. I think that's talked about enough, but still pretty nuts. But I just think in the right situation. You know, good offense, supporting cast. I, I just, I believe in it. I, I think it might happen. I'm buying into it. I'm buying the stock. Sell me the stock. I'm buying the dip. Buying it all. Buying it all. All right. Well, any last things on the NFC West before we close it out, Paige? No, I think that, uh, I think we're going to be right. So you heard it here first, folks. Usually am. <laughs> Never right. Because I talk about the Vikings <laughs> to make a lot of outrageous claims. So. <laughs> All right. That'll wrap it up for this his and hers edition of the NFC West. Coming on Thursday, we have two more division previews. Uh, the AFC West. So that division and all the storylines where for the first time in NFL history, we could see all four teams make the playoffs. I don't think that's crazy. We'll get into that in a little bit. And then... On the flip side, maybe the worst division in football, the Beast. That'll be coming on Thursday. Those two previews have dropping. Thanks again for tuning in to His and Hers. I'm Zach Bennett alongside Dave Bennett. Thank you for listening.